I'm so glad you're joining me today. My name is Dr. Lara Greenfield of laragreenfield.com, and you're listening to my podcast, Let's Talk Facilitation, where I offer practical solutions to everyday challenges in the college classroom. Specifically, I help introverted college educators develop unstoppable courage and transformative class facilitation skills in order to engage students equitably and advance social justice powerfully. Today, I'm talking about how to get students to do the reading so they can actually participate well in class discussion. I chose this topic today because there is nothing more frustrating than putting all sorts of work into preparing for a class discussion, picking out interesting readings, creating provocative discussion prompts, making a plan for leading interactive activities to engage those questions about the readings, and getting to class to discover many of the students haven't even done the reading, so there is no way for them to discuss it well. And now you're stuck and disappointed. I would venture to say that most educators have experienced this problem at some point in their career, and I am certainly no different. I remember having a particularly challenging group of students one year when I was teaching during graduate school, and getting them to come to class prepared was a constant battle. I tried everything I could think of. Some things worked, some didn't. But even the strategies I used successfully to compel them to do the readings were, in hindsight, not particularly good ideas. They involved a certain kind of intimidation that no longer fits my values as a teacher. For example, for that particular group, I found myself repeating often that I had an excellent BS detector and would know if they hadn't done the reading and were just trying to fake their way through the discussion. That scared a few of them to confess to me privately before class that they hadn't done the reading, and I can still see their nervous faces in my mind looking back on that moment with a great deal of guilt. Other students in that class were significantly more nonchalant about the fact that they weren't doing the readings, and so I resorted to even more desperate measures, threatening to kick them out of the room if they showed up unprepared. Not only did that strategy not work, but it probably made things worse, exacerbating a challenging power struggle between those students and me. More so, I was wrong to approach class preparation as a matter of behavior and discipline rather than pedagogy. After several decades of teaching, I have since figured out more pedagogically sound approaches to encourage students to do the readings and be prepared to participate in class discussions, and I'm going to share some of those approaches with you here. So these are how to get students to do the readings so they can actually participate well in class discussion. Strategy one is to find the right amount of reading to assign not too little and not too much. If you assign too little reading in the hopes that if it's a small amount, they'll have time to get to it, they actually won't do it because they assume that it isn't very important. 
The flip side, if you assign way too much, trying to send the message that this is really important stuff we got to get into and you better take this seriously because this class is a lot of work, oftentimes they get overwhelmed and therefore they put it off and they don't do the reading because they feel like it's not worth the effort. It's too much to grasp. It's too exhausting. They don't bother. This was a tip an undergraduate student gave to me years ago when I humbly asked a class for help figuring out why so few students came to class prepared. I have since experimented with this method, finding the right amount of reading, not too little and not too much, and I found that for the most part, it works. Strategy number two for getting students to do the reading so they can actually participate well in class discussion is to be discerning about what you have them read. In other words, is the text itself vital, such as in a literature or a media course where having access to a specific text is really necessary for the work that you're doing? Or is the actual text itself less important than the argument or the findings found in it? So you might ask yourself, do the students really need to read this whole complicated essay? Or could you just give them an excerpt or a summary and be able to lead the discussion just as well? So an example of when I learned this lesson the hard way was one year when I had my first year students reading Benedict Anderson's Imagined Communities, which was a brilliant theoretical book that I was enamored with, but was much too theoretically dense for the needs of the students in this particular class. They were perplexed, and I ended up dedicating several extra class periods unsuccessfully to helping them decipher it until it occurred to me that they really didn't need to understand the whole text for our purposes. I really could have just given them the main argument in my own words and been done with it. So my suggestion to you is to only have your students read a text if reading the actual text is vital to their learning and to the discussion you are planning. Otherwise, give them the information in a simpler clearer or more digestible form. So here are some examples of some forms you might use. I found it's helpful to create a one page Cliff's Notes of sorts. And what you could put on that page would be a paragraph summarizing the main ideas you want them to take from the text, a few quotations from the text that perhaps hone in on some particularly important ideas. And then, depending on your needs or interests or the needs of the students, there are other types of things you might add to that sheet. You might add discussion questions for them to consider, or you might provide some other visual aids, such as a related photograph or a a diagram, or even some space for their notes. This way, you're able to draw their attention to the most important concepts and quotations and ideas from a text so that they can have a discussion if the text itself really isn't central to the ideas that you're having them learn. Now, a reasonable objection to this approach is to say, wow, that's a lot of work for me as a teacher creating all of these documents in addition to everything else I'm doing for the class. 
that is a reasonable concern. So a couple ways around this is rather than creating your one page cheat sheet for every single reading, it would be using these types of notes intermittently. It's sporadically. Sometimes they're reading a full text. Sometimes they're using these notes that you have created. Another approach would be to, rather than you as the teacher create these, that you actually assign these to the students. So maybe a group of students read a particular text and they together collaborate on creating this sheet for their classmates. And it could be they present it and share the ideas with the students and the students have this handout as a takeaway. Or it could be students one semester create these documents and they gift them to you to share with students in a future semester. So you can be creative about how these documents are generated. My next tip for how to get students to do the reading so they can actually participate would be to provide discussion questions in advance of the discussion and in fact in advance of the readings themselves so they know what they're looking for when they read. So this is helpful to the students, especially if they're feeling overwhelmed or uncertain about where to put their energy within all of this reading and might be tempted to blow it off. Um, especially students who are nervous about how to participate in a discussion and look at all this reading and think, well, because I don't really even know how to participate in the discussion, it's not even worth doing all the reading because Nobody's going to call on me. I'm not going to speak up anyways. Nobody's going to know if I did or not. And I'll just listen and learn from what other people say. Um, and so it's easy for students to talk themselves out of doing the reading. And by, by providing them with the discussion questions in advance, it gives them a little bit of a preview about what to expect in the discussion. And then they can use those questions to navigate through the readings to focus on finding ideas in the reading that will help them answer those questions. The next strategy for getting students to do the readings would be to tell them in advance how you're planning to begin the discussion in class. And one of the most helpful ways I have found to begin a discussion would be to go around the room, and this, I should say, works best for a small to medium sized group um, and to ask every student to share one comment and one question in response to that day's reading. That way you get to hear from everybody, you get to hear a range of responses to the readings and you get to collect a lot of different questions that you can then use to generate discussion. So it's helpful simply as a discussion ideas generator, but it works also to compel students to do the reading because if they know in advance of class that they're going to be asked to speak in front of the group about it, they are more likely then to take it a little more seriously, prioritize getting that reading done, and come prepared, ready to talk. Now, I have spoken in other episodes about the importance of not using 
fear or coercion to get students to do anything in class. Um, and so the goal here is not to scare them into participating or somehow threaten them into doing it. If this is different than putting a student on the spot unexpectedly in class and using that to somehow motivate future readings. But rather, this is letting them know that this is the approach that you're going to be taking in the class discussions and giving them a heads up about it so that they can be sufficiently prepared. The next strategy for getting students to do the reading is to provide a little preparation time in class itself. Now there's a number of different ways you could use that preparation time. That could be setting aside a few minutes at the start of class for students to actually do the reading. Um, this could be if the students maybe haven't done it at all and need a moment to scan the reading, if students have started it but maybe didn't finish and want to look over the ending, or even for students who did do the reading but need a little bit of time to review to get it fresh in their heads, this can be a helpful opportunity for students to get themselves ready and focused. So maybe five minutes at the start of class to do a little bit of reading catch up. As an alternative to that, you might start class with some small group gatherings where each group spends a little time maybe doing some close reading on a portion of the text that's going to be really important. So perhaps you've identified a question that you really want students to tackle and the information they need about that question is really covered in a very specific section of the reading that you've assigned. So you might direct the small groups to that particular section and invite the groups to read them over together and discuss that particular section so that students are more prepared to come back to the group. You might similarly provide a little time at the start of class for students to gather their notes or do some free writing, however they may need to prepare. So some students might be reviewing the text, other students might be jotting down notes, something different. The next strategy for getting students to do the reading is a strategy that I think is helpful in any challenge, and that is bringing the question to the students. And so asking the students, why aren't you doing the readings? This might be a full class discussion where you say, hey everybody, this is starting to turn into a pattern where um, the majority of people are coming to class unprepared and I would really love some feedback about why it is that people are not getting the readings done. And then hopefully some students will be candid in sharing their reactions. If they are not, if you have a hard time getting that input from students, you might create an anonymous survey using SurveyMonkey or using um, an online tool that your institution uses um, to collect anonymous input about why students aren't doing the reading. And then you'll get some really useful about whether maybe it's too much, maybe the readings are too hard, maybe students are not understanding them or don't really understand the connections between the readings and the discussion goals and are feeling defeated by it. Or maybe they're into it, but everybody's exhausted and stressed out. That leads me to my final suggestion for getting students to do the reading. And that is to remember that we are all human. At the time of this recording, the world is still battling the COVID-19 pandemic, which means that a lot of people are exhausted, stressed out, 
sick or grieving. And I'm usually a voracious reader, and I've found my brain has simply shut off to any meaningful reading during the pandemic because it's been in overdrive trying to just get by during this time. So I encourage you to cut everyone a little extra slack and maybe come prepared to class with a plan B if students just haven't done the reading. Now, getting students to do the reading is just one of the solutions to the many reasons you might find your students staying quiet in class. And I put together a free PDF for you titled The Ultimate Quick Start Guide to Getting Students to Talk. If you are looking for more ways to turn your classroom from blank stares to lively conversation, I want you to check out this free guide for a bunch of simple strategies you can use right away in your very next class to more confidently get everyone talking. So head over to lauragreenfield.com forward slash one to grab your copy of the PDF, The Ultimate Quick Start Guide to Getting Students to Talk. That's lauragreenfield.com forward slash one, the number one. Thanks so much for listening in today. And until next time, happy teaching.